Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 347 in Fire Nation. My two and a half year old niece, Catherine Selena Lamontane, aka Casey, got a sneak peek of today's episode. And after listening, this is what she had to say. Prepare to embark on a journey with today's most inspiring entrepreneurs. Motivation, dedication, success. Onnit is a health and wellness brand focused on encouraging a peak level of human performance through a combination of both physical and cognitive methodologies. To get 10% off your supplement purchase today, go to onnit.com slash fire. O-N-N-I-T dot com slash fire. Psst, did you know that Dane Maxwell, co-founder of the foundation, set up his entire business on Entreport in under seven days? After a pain-free launch, Dane has seen a 500% increase in revenue. Find out more at Entreport.com slash fire. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Joe McClinsky. Joe, I don't know if you're aware of this today, but my two and a half year old niece is joining us today, and she has a question for you. I hope you to next. Yes. All right. <laughs> Joe is a community advocate, speaker, entrepreneur, and best-selling author. His debut book, Grow Regardless, became an instant New York Times, USA Today, Amazon.com, and Barnes & Noble bestseller. I've given Fire Nation just a little overview, Joe, but take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of your business. Awesome. I appreciate you having me on. I'm very, yeah. very. And uh, so my story is, is really simple. I've been an entrepreneur for the past 16 years. I started when I was in college and I fell in love with it from day one. I loved the idea of adding value to my employees, my clients. I loved you know, getting a chance to meet people and, and exchanging a good or service for, for value. And so you know, when I was in college, I, I had the really sort of distinct um, you know, pleasure of, of not only you know, growing a company, but I took it from five people to more than 150 people uh, in just three years. And so, you know, by the time I was 22, I had started a, a bunch of small little companies. Some worked pretty well and, and some not so well. And, you know, really loved the idea of teaching, training, and mentoring. So when I was 23, I started this company that I still run today, EntreQuest. And what we do is we help companies as we wrote the book grow regardless. And we've been doing that now for more than 12 years. And what's really different about our company is we get a chance to, you know, really pick and choose the companies that we work with that we believe, you know, really are vested in not just their community, but also our country's future. I mean, the what's happening in our world today is so incredibly exciting, but also incredibly troubling. And we believe that companies that are under 200 million don't get the same access to the tools, the technology, the training that's out there for the big companies. So, you know, my story has always been the proverbial underdog from, you know, everything that I've done and, and where I come from to even what I do today. I don't, you know, I didn't work in a big consulting firm. I don't have an MBA and, and still we're out there, you know, sort of kicking butt and taking names. So that's really what our company is about and, and really what our mission is all about. 
Absolutely. And having been around for 12 years, I mean, you've seen two bubble bursts and you've continued to kick out that great content on how to grow regardless throughout the good times and throughout the bad times. So I'm really excited to dive way more into that specifically and how Fire Nation can really reap some great benefit from all this content. But before we do, Joe, we love starting Entrepreneur on Fire off with a success quote to get that motivational ball rolling. So take it away. So I'm a huge Ralph Waldo Emerson fan, and I would say one of my top two or three from him is, enthusiasm is the mother of effort, and without it, nothing great was ever achieved. And so, you know, if my, um, I'm a product of just great parenting, and for me, you know, we get a chance to, you know, I I communicate all day, I talk, you know, I get to make decisions, I I get to to think, that's what I get paid to do, and, and you know, for me not to wake up and pinch myself seven times a day and say, you know, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with swinging a hammer, you know, but I was the first in my family to go to college and I know what hard work is and, and what I do all day is not hard work. So if I'm not coming to, you know, the table, jumping up and down every day just for a chance to get to do what we get to do with the people we get to do it and with the people we get to serve, then I'm a complete I'll keep this clean. I'm a complete jerk. (laughs) So Joe, you exude enthusiasm. And from the very second that we got on this phone call today, it's been such a vibe that I've just been really enjoying. And I want you to kind of break it down for Fire Nation, this word enthusiasm. What makes you think that this is so important to really have as a quality for an entrepreneur? Well, I think the the biggest thing that entrepreneurs, and, and frankly, everyone living in this country needs to have is a severe amount of perspective and gratitude. I mean, so I just gave the, you know, sort of the analogy that none of us are really like doing hard labor here and swinging a hammer. But beyond that, I mean, we get a chance to, on the other side of the spectrum, we get a chance to create, create your wildest dreams, create, you know, ideas and visions, and then have the chance to go after those ideas and visions with, you know, to me, you know, to honor your vision and your idea, to honor the people you're around, I think it's incumbent that you bring the right amount of energy, you bring the right amount of enthusiasm, and frankly, you bring the right amount of effort to the game. I mean, I, I, I really think, you know, the, the quote says it all, you know, without it, how could you ever possibly, you know, achieve greatness? So, Joe, EntreQuest has been around for 12 years. You've seen the ups. You've seen the downs. And Entrepreneur on Fire is about your journey. You're our spotlighted guest. So let's talk about those ups and downs. And let's first and foremost focus on a failure. Focus on a challenge or an obstacle that you faced at some point in your journey because we want to learn from that. So tell us that story of a time that you did fail and what lessons did you learn from it? So the headline would go something like, just when you think you've figured it all out. <laughs> you know, as a consulting firm, we get the, the really distinct pleasure of not only helping other companies grow, but the, the second we started this company, we wanted to make sure that we didn't just teach it, that we lived it. So back in 2006 and seven, we were a young, growing company, you know, really beginning to find our way, helping companies with their sales strategy. And we partnered with a huge, huge software company that we've all heard of. And this software company was so excited about our work and and working with their companies that they sell through that they were like, okay, let's take you to the moon. We're going to use you across the country. And I was like, great. So let's, we're a consulting firm, right? Let's make sure we don't put too many eggs in their basket. Let's make sure we bring in, you know, my partner and I brought in a a seasoned executive. You know, we decided to launch another business unit. So again, where there was some good diversification, but then all of a sudden 2008 happened. 
And what we couldn't see in 2008 was in the very beginning, we began to see drop off in, in our staffing and recruiting business. We began to see drop off in our talent management portion of our practice. And the next thing you know, it's July of 2008 and our business is literally falling apart. We had one company owe us a quarter million dollars. We had our big software client tell us no. We stopped recruiting people on a, just a, a really high basis on a monthly basis and our business was eroding. And yet, me and the other two executives still looked at each other and said, no, 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 this is just a blip. We've got all this figured out. This is just a blip. I mean, we're riding from the 2006 and 2007 bubble. I mean, how could this possibly be a, a situation where the banks are going to fail and the economy is going to come crashing down? And we just couldn't see it happening. And, and more importantly, I think as consulting companies or professional service companies, we tend to get the I think the the first sort of insight that the British are coming because, you know, mm-hmm. we service companies and when they start to slow down, they start to, you know, not just cut budgets, but really give us indicators. And I think we stopped listening. I think we really stopped looking at the data. I think we got terribly emotional. I think we couldn't let go. We were too attached to the strategy that we have in place. And then I was telling a guy this today at lunch, which is, you know, we take our roles as, as entrepreneurs seriously. We get that we're paying people's mortgages. We're providing, you know, the opportunity for people to, to have a family. But at the end of the day, you know, you can't take it all on. You can't put the world on your shoulders. There is a limit that we all have. And as much as, yes, we wrote the book called Grow Regardless. And yes, I'm the kind of guy that will just keep going and going and going. I got a really good chance to see my limit in 2008. And, you know, we had to lay off people. We had to lay off 15 people. That was a big deal in one day. We had to restructure the company. My partner and I broke up. You know, and, and the story goes, you know, oh, by the way, it was my first year of marriage too, which was lovely. I mean, I could have married a more perfect woman who stuck by me through all this. She's like, wait a minute, let me get this straight. Up to this point, everything's been great, but our first year of marriage, like your business is falling apart. You're losing, <laughs> you know, like $100,000 a month. Like, how does that actually happen? And, you know, to make a long story short, you know, we, we regrouped, you know, I brought the team in and I said, you know, I'm a, I studied economics in college. I'm a wacko. I love history. And as much as the economy did crash and as much as this was very early on in the recession of 2009, we were a small business. It should not have affected us this much. And I just said, listen, not only will this not happen again in this way, cause we're going to learn from it, but we're going to be the most trained company on the planet. And, and, the, and the biggest thing we did, and, and I'll wrap it up here, is we decided to take every Friday off from working with clients. It is almost unheard of in a professional services environment. And I said, we're going to train ourselves like the Navy SEALs. We are literally going to you know, shut the phones off, shut the email off, and we're going to train each other on strategy. We're going to do leadership development. We're going to you know, brainstorm ideas to help our companies grow. We're going to develop and codify our frameworks and our methodology, like we're going to start taking our job even more seriously. And since then, you know, we've, you know, we've you know, won awards for having, you know, best place to work. And, and that's all nice. But to me, it's a great signal that we didn't turn this place into a sweatshop, that we really built this place in a way that embodied what we teach, which is treat your employees like your clients and your clients like employees. Really think about the strategy of your business and the story of how to communicate that and the rest will take care of itself. And since then, you know, we've been really fortunate that it's paid off. And that's really a, it's just the, it, you know, that's one of many failures we've had. So I don't want people to think that this is the only one. We've certainly had a lot, but that's the one that sticks out, I think, is hopefully 
portable enough that people can take and say, hey, when you think you figured it all out, chances are you're about to take on your next set of challenges. So watch out. It sounds like the next time that Paul Revere takes his midnight ride, you will be listening. I'd like to think so. I think <laughs> 2009 and 10, I was probably a bit paranoid, you know, still pretty rattled, you know, from having to dismantle the, my life's work. But, you know, when you start to unattach yourself and, you know, and I know this is going to sound hokey, but, you know, I started doing hot yoga and I started meditating and I started really journaling more than I'd ever journaled before and really, you know, getting to a place of, you know, I'm attached to the people I work with and the people we serve. I'm not attached to how we do it. So Joe, boil it down for Fire Nation in just one sentence that they can take away from this clear lesson that you learned from that. Never stop learning and never think you've figured it all out. And one more, know that we all have limits. And it's not about expanding that limit, it's about working around it. Love it. So Joe, man, have we had failures as entrepreneurs? Yes. And you've shared that you've had many more that we just don't have time right now to go into, but they're there. They're prevalent. They're going to happen as entrepreneurs as part of the journey. But let's go to the other side of the spectrum where it's a little more sunny, where it's a little more fun. And that's the aha moment. One of your aha moments that worked out incredibly well was having Fridays as no client day and just really focusing inward as a team. And I can see that being incredibly valuable and it obviously worked out. Share with Fire Nation another aha moment that you had. Literally, when the clouds parted, the sun just shined through and you said, wow, this resonates with me, with Joe, with my authentic self. And how'd you take that moment, Joe, and turn it into success? Quickly, there's two things that come to mind. One is, you know, I started this company with an incredibly talented, smart, uh, caring individual, uh, Jason Pappas. And, you know, we are not uh, together anymore, but the the thing I learned from that, and I, even to this day, my current partners, you know, Misty and Jeremy, you know, to not think that you're ever alone, and to go at it with a team that you can trust implicitly, go at it with a team that you really believe, you know, can help you, um, you know, make smart decisions that are going to challenge you because. You know, when you think you're secluded on an island, I've worked with more than 400 organizations in the last 12 years, and some of the best leaders I know, they just surround themselves with not only people that are smarter than them, but people that are willing to really be honest and open. I mean, I go back to my wife as a great example. You know, I love her to death because she's, she is the one that will hit me between the eyes and tell me exactly how it is. And I think as entrepreneurs, we tend to be overly optimistic. We tend to be glass half full kind of people. And that can be almost a, a drug in and of itself unless you really find a govern to put on that. And I think the govern can be the people that you put around you. We err on the side of optimism. I love that. And Joe, you said there was a second thing that really stuck out to you. Well, I mean, this is an easy one because, you know, back in 2005 as a small consulting practice, we started to see this idea that talent, you know, and, the, and, 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 and when you think about talent, think about people. When you think about people, you think about culture but take it all the way back down to its single basic element, talent, was going to be a big deal, not just because the baby boomers are retiring, not just because our economy is going into this sort of more creative fashion, as Dan Pink would say, but really companies that are able to attract the best talent, you know, we believe was going to be a key mechanism to helping them grow. So in short, we bought a small recruiting practice, we brought them in-house, and since then, it's been a, a really important part of our business. And in fact, you could Google it now, talent war, talent acquisition, talent management. These are buzzwords, almost cliches at this point. But it was another moment of clarity that says, look, 
you can have the best strategy in the world. You can come up with the best business plan in the world. But if you can't execute, and execution is, a, is a, in our opinion, solely dependent upon talent in some cases, then you're going to be up the proverbial creek without the paddle. So, you know, adding that practice, adding that competency. And now when we, you know, we're almost known as the company that takes on complex talent acquisition challenges or opportunities for businesses because we believe in it so much. So the, the idea, again, in short, of having, you know, this talent management, talent acquisition practices has been a big deal. And I look at it as one of the key drivers of our growth uh, moving forward. So again, Joe, just so Fire Nation can really walk away with one concrete lesson, sum it up for us, what is that lesson that you walked away from these aha moments that you've had throughout your journey? So number one is always surround yourself with not people who just want to be successful, but people that are truly smarter than you, people that are going to be willing to challenge you and be completely honest. Because in those moments, you know, we had this brilliant idea of coming up with a, a recruiting practice, a staffing practice, a, a practice to go acquire talent. And for our business, it's been one of the most successful components to helping us grow, as we say, regardless. Jim Rohn states so eloquently, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So Fire Nation, it's so key to hold on to this principle and really ask yourself, who are my average five and how can I improve that? So Joe, this question is going to kind of come out of left field a little bit, but I'm really curious because you've had a lot of ups and a lot of downs and you're on a great trajectory right now. Have you had an I've made it moment? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, I think the thing that comes to me um, is, you know, so obviously, you know, you intro me with having a book, having a best-selling book, and, and probably the moment that was, uh, was probably the coolest moment I've had is, so my dad, the, the Baltimore Ravens went to the Super Bowl, as some of your listeners know, whether they begrudgingly admit that or not. <laughs> and my dad and I, I played football my whole life and in college, and it's just been the thing that he and I have, have been able to bond over. And so long story short, we're at, we're at the Super Bowl you know, they just won the Super Bowl. We're having this amazing moment. And my book is coming out February 5th. And so that's that day, that night. And so as we're, we're, we're taking the cab back to the airport, I'm like checking online because I, I heard, you know, I knew we did really well on pre-sales. And all of a sudden, I look at my phone and I'm, I'm on Barnes and & Noble. And it's not that we were the best-selling, you know, a best-selling book. We were the number one book out of 11 million books in the world for the next three days. We beat Fifty Shades of Grey, American Sniper, I mean, some iconic books. And I'm sitting there with my dad and I, I let out a, an explicitive that I can't share with your viewers, but I'll just <laughs> tell you, I said something I'd never said in front of my dad before. And it was just, I don't know that it was I made it, but it was certainly our hard work as a company had paid off. And I got to experience that with my dad and I, I'm showing him my phone. And I'm like, dad, we did it. We're, we're the number one book in the world. It may only last an hour, but how cool is this? And he was I mean, he didn't even know what to say. It was just, it was co- totally overwhelming. It was just a really cool thing to get to experience, not only with my dad, but, you know, when I came back with our company, it was just a, a very, very neat and cool thing. So I'm sure your dad said, take a screenshot. <laughs> we, we took a few. Let's yeah, just I can imagine. So, Joe, you bring up a great point about all the hard work that you put in to, to get to that moment because it is a journey. And that's what we talk about an Entrepreneur on Fire is the entrepreneurial journey. And you're our spotlighted guest. So this is about your journey today. And what I'd like to kind of ask you right now to share with Fire Nation is what's your philosophy on the entrepreneurial journey? 
Well, I mean, I, we've talked about a lot of these things today, but, you know, the one thing that I think has been missing a bit is, you know, I think generosity, giving, being grateful, you know, and, and really having sort of a spirit of uh, about, you know, it's your contribution back to the world. So if your world is serving, you know, people with computers, great. It's your contribution there. If your world is making, you know, computer parts or, you know, you're a sheet metal manufacturer or whatever it is you do. I think if you approach it from a, 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 you know, what's the value, what's the impact, what's the contribution I make, what tends to happen is things kind of take care of themselves. And so to your point, through the ups and the downs and the journeys and the destinations and all the things that Jim Rohn and all these great guys have said way before me and way before, you know, all of us, it's like if you can go home every day and know that you made an impact, a, con- a real contribution, use that as your barometer, as your measure of success. Again, I'm not saying anything that hasn't been said before, but I really believe that's the true essence of being an entrepreneur. Um, and not everybody will agree with me, but it's certainly my philosophical bent and approach to you know, being an entrepreneur and, frankly, life. Well, I agree with you, Joe, and I want to take this journey that we've been on with you thus far into present time. So take a couple of minutes here because this is about you and talk about what you have going on right now. One or two things that are just really exciting you today. Well, I mean, the, the book has taken the world by storm and, and, and I, you know, I'm not suggesting it's, it's, you know, certainly reached any tipping point like uh, success, but, you know, being a, a first-time author, a guy who got a 450 on his verbal and his SAT, uh, I'm really excited that, you know, the book has opened up so many doors. I mean, by the time you publish this out to the world, it will be official. We signed with one of the biggest speakers bureaus on the planet. Um, my agent was the same guy who represented Ronald Reagan, Muhammad Ali, um, the paperwork, the ink is dry. So this is a really big deal. I mean, you know, I got a chance to sit down with a guy who, you know, knows Desmond Tutu and John Stewart and Susie Orman. And, and so we're going to get some great representation from, a, a you know, looking for speaking opportunities to continue to spread our message. And so that's, that's, that's a great add to our business. Um, and the second thing that I think would be worth noting, you know, and not a promotional way, but we've had just such a tremendous amount of interest in helping, you know, other people's companies all over the country since the book launched. And one of the things that's exciting is we've created a, a new service offering to allow, you know, people that are out there, you know, delivering training or coaching or consulting services to sort of be folded up under our umbrella. And I'll, I'll just leave it at that. But we just launched our first um, regional director in Winchester, Virginia. Um, we've got uh, probably eight more slated between now and December all over the country. Um, and so we're really serious about this movement that we want to create and helping companies grow regardless. We believe, in short, if you can move the needle for small to mid-sized businesses, the businesses that represent 50% of our country's GDP, two-thirds of the net new job creators, and really help them if they all just hired one or two more people, if there was that much growth happening, our country would be in such a different, different place. And so that's just a big deal for us. And, and we're going to do whatever it takes to make that happen. So Joe, I mean, you have just accomplished so much and we could just talk an entire other episode about your entire launch strategy with Grow Regardless because I'm sure so many listeners are just like, man, how did this guy do it? And we know there was a ton of back work and a ton of just effort that went into everything behind it. But if you could just take about 60 seconds right now and just share with Fire Nation a couple tactics that really worked for you getting Grow Regardless to take off as it did, what would that be? 
So first and foremost, we had unbelievable customers who were willing to take a chance on us. And really, way before the book launched, you know, were, were willing to you know, use the book to you know, do two things. One, give it to their employees. And two, use it as a tool to say thank you to their clients. We had so many companies participate in what we called our give back program, which were, in short, you know, companies buying the book and sending it to their clients. So that was the first piece. The second piece, which was, you know, I took a page out of all the, the new and up and coming authors like Gary Vaynerchuk and Chris Brogan. We gave away more than just the book. So when I said we gave away, meaning like we gave more than just the book, we, we, we combined it with training videos and a growth guide that we put together. You know, Dan and Chip Heath just launched their book and they, they're doing the same sort of tactics. And so what it tells you is we all got to up our game in terms of the standard that we provide to the marketplace because the same, you know, a book just isn't cutting it anymore. You know, and the third thing really quickly was we put out a challenge on social media, you know, to the people around us to help you know, get them involved and make them feel a part of it. So there were daily updates and not in a way of being too promotional, but in a way of adding value. Like we put out content of the book, we put out videos and we put out, you know, stories and testimonials. And, you know, we had people, you know, doing video testimonials all via social media. And it became, you know, and still really is a really interesting conversation to have for a company that's a B2B. I mean, we primarily work with businesses. We don't work with consumers. And, And so it was our first really shot at putting out a, a book, you know, or a product rather in the consumer based sort of thinking in terms of how business works. And so, I, you know, there were a lot of things we tried and it didn't work, but those were the three I think that you could take with you. Really powerful stuff. And I just commend you for your success because it is such a competitive market. And the people that you mentioned, you're right, they're doing the right things. You saw that, you modeled yourself after that, and you found success as well. So it's just great feedback for the listeners to realize when you're looking to do something, look at those people in the market that are having success. See what they're doing that's standing them apart and above, and then model yourself after that. There's no reason not to. And Joe, we're going to break in a second here to thank our sponsors. Calling all entrepreneurs and small business owners. When you're responsible for managing multiple platforms for your business by yourself, wouldn't it be nice to know there's a software solution out there that can help streamline? Well, there is. Entreport is an all-in-one small business management platform that integrates all the software an entrepreneur such as yourself needs to start, systemize, and scale your business. They make it easy to set up and automate your business, and when coupled with Entreport's expert implementation, done-for-you services, and award-winning customer support, you've got the power to focus on building your business. So stop managing different areas of your business for multiple platforms. Entreport integrates things like your shopping cart, CRM, your website and email marketing tools, all in one powerful solution. The result? Dane Maxwell, co-founder of the foundation, has seen a 500% increase in revenue, an 80% increase in new customers, and a 10% increase in customer retention. Go to entreport.com slash fire to learn more today. Focus. Follow one course until success. That's not the first time you've heard me say these words. That's because I truly believe that maintaining focus is key to success. But as busy entrepreneurs who are constantly challenged by the distractions that seem to follow us everywhere we go, it's tough to maintain that focus day in and day out. That's why I want to tell you about Alpha Brain. Alpha Brain is a supplement created by Onnit, a health and wellness brand that has one goal in mind with all of its products, total human optimization. 
Onnit's flagship nootropic, Alpha Brain, is an all-natural supplement that's designed to be a one-stop powerhouse for helping the body boost neurotransmitter levels, bringing the mind to the top of its game. So if you find yourself having trouble focusing throughout the day, then I encourage you to check out Onnit and their supplement, Alpha Brain. Get 10% off your purchase by going to onnit.com slash fire. O-N-N-I-T dot com slash fire. Joe, this is a perfect segue to my favorite part of the interview, which is the lightning round. And this is where I get to ask you a series of questions, and you come back at us, Fire Nation style, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Sounds like a plan. Let's do it. (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Uh, Fear. Uh, Fear of just being myself. Fear of you know, thinking that I had to be someone else and I wasn't, you know, fear of not having a job and not having money for 10 seconds. I mean, you know, I didn't, I, you know, I love my parents, but I grew up in a very sort of, uh, you know, we didn't go without, but there were several times I looked in the refrigerator and I know what it takes to make a carton of milk last longer than it should. So, you know, to me, that was always a a fear of like, what would I do if I didn't have enough money to to go do this or go do that? And I think the fear, you just got to put it aside and go do it. What is the best advice you've ever received? Always be humble. You know, never think you figured it out. Always approach uh, people as if they can give you as much as you can give them. Try to listen. You know, don't make it about yourself. You know, humility, being humble is a, is a big thing. Um, and, and I got to weave in here hard work. Yeah. You can't stop thinking that, you know, uh, the Ashton Kutcher uh, little video that he posted a couple of weeks ago, you know, about... No opportunity looks like hard work, and it really is. Yeah, Aston Kutcher and the Teen Choice Awards really knocked it out of the park. I would recommend anybody, just go to YouTube, Google it. It's right there. It's worth five minutes. He is passionate during that little award speech. So, Joe, what's one specific action that listeners can take in the next 24 hours to bring them one step closer to their dreams? You know, I would say that the thing that I would in, I would. I would ask everyone to do who's going to listen to this is go find someone to give more to. So if you're a waiter, make sure that your next five tables, you give more to them than you gave to the, to the five today. If you're someone who's leading an organization and you're, you know, you're thinking about you know, taking your company to the next level, it's like go to your customers and give them more. Don't give it all away, but give them more. You know, if we all use that philosophy, we all gave more back to ourselves, we gave more back to our families, we gave more back to our customers, we gave more back to our companies, we gave more back to the community, and we looked at this from an abundant point of view, and we just, we gave more, give more time, give more cash, give more uh, thought, give more whatever it is, just give more. I think, you know, it sounds like an after-school special, but I do believe that the world would be a better place. I do think it's at least a start that we're all capable of. So give more. Love it. Do you have an internet resource, Joe, like an Evernote that you're just in love with you can share with our listeners? I'm an internet junkie. So to me, the the only thing I could turn people onto, and if they don't know this, and it still flips me out when people don't, but if you're not going to ted.com on a daily basis, ted.com, it's it's an amazing, I know you're probably well aware of it. And again, I think guys like us think it's ubiquitous and it's really not yet. Um, it has not hit the total mainstream, and, and people don't get that there are thousands of videos from geniuses and brilliant people and just all over the world that have got things to share in, in these quick 10 to 20-minute clips. 
And, and to me, what flips me out about this whole thing is it's free. It's <laughs> absolutely free. I mean, the Internet is just a, a, you know, one of the coolest things in the world because it just gives us all access to this great, free, great content. Yeah, and it's on Netflix too, guys. You can go to Netflix and get the TED.com channel and just watch it right on your TV. It's unbelievable quality. And Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything that we've mentioned in today's episode by going to eofire.com slash Joe McClinsky. And Joe, I want to talk about Grow Regardless. This is normally where we talk about you recommending a book, but I want you to recommend Grow Regardless and talk to Fire Nation about why they should read this book and why you wrote it. I believe there's amazing books out there, Good to Great, Tipping Point, Drive, A Whole New Mind, Never Eat Alone, uh, Question Behind the Question, all these unbelievable business books that are out there. But there was something missing to me. There was a a voice missing, a small to mid-sized business owner voice missing. There was a a voice missing of someone who's lived it. There was a voice living of someone who's teached it. There was a, a voice missing of someone who's researched it. There was a voice to me missing of actual entrepreneurs who tried the methodology. And so what we did was we put together a book that not only did the research, not only showed the results of our philosophy of how to help a company grow in this economy, but I talk about real life stories. We talk about not how we always won. We talk about how we messed it up. And so to me, the biggest piece of feedback we've gotten from the book is that it's authentic. And so I don't bore you with a million stories from me. I talk about current events. I talk about other great books. We talk about things that are really practical. And at the end of each chapter, you know, this is going to sound trite or tactical, but there are literally go do actions, things that you can go do to help your organization grow regardless. We're giving away even more free content on the web when you go to the back of each chapter. So we wanted to provide massive value to people who are running companies and even leaders within companies. And we believe that this this idea of small to mid-sized businesses, their voice was not heard. So that's why we wrote the book. So Joe, you know Fire Nation loves audio. Is this available in Audible? It is coming, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it should be ready and probably, I hope, by the time this hits. So let's say by October 1, uh, we are hopefully rounding the bend here with the, uh, with the audio version. So I hope this all times up great. All right. Well, I'm sure it will. Things just seem to have a way of working out. And Fire Nation, if you are not yet a member of Audible and you love audiobooks, you can go to EO Fire Book. That's EO Fire Book for a free audiobook from Audible. And if you grab Joe's book, guess what? He still gets paid. He still gets credit for it. So go ahead. Grab his book for free. Check it out on Audible. It's great. Joe, this next question is my favorite, but it's kind of tricky. So take your time digest it, then come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I've gotten a chance to know a guy uh, that's writing books on crowdfunding. And so if it were me and everything were taken care of and I had seven days to think about how to really leverage the internet and leverage a computer and leverage 500 bucks, I I would one have to unfortunately hire someone to help me turn the computer on so that would eat into my 500 bucks. (laughs) Um, But but assuming I got past that stage, I I would probably start an effort you know, to help, um, you know, I would would go a little off script here. So this isn't going to be about businesses. This is going to be about kids. You know, I think it's absolutely atrocious that there are kids in this country that go to school hungry. 
And so I would find a way to, you know, leverage the, the social media and the internet to put together a Kickstarter campaign or some type of crowdsourcing fund where, you know, every entrepreneur, you know, in this country gave, you know, a buck a month, which would go a long way to, to taking care of these kids that are going to school hungry. Um, and I think it's something that, you know, again, there are a million causes out there that are all worthy, you know, but to me, it's like, can you imagine, I mean, I went to a high school that we didn't have water, working, running water for the four years that I was there. You know, I went to, to high school where, you know, we, we only graduated about 20% of the kids that we started with in the freshman year. We started with 965 freshmen. We graduated 235 seniors. And, and as bad as my high school was, it was one of the worst in the state of Maryland. It, it's not even nearly as bad as some across the country. And so if you could imagine going to school hungry, but taking care of that and finding a way to, to not have these kids go to school in a, in a state, an emotional state when you don't have water and you don't have food. Who's in a good mood to learn at that point? I mean, you know, we're all whining because we're not close enough to a Starbucks. I mean, there are kids that are trying to learn long division, you know, and really haven't properly fed themselves. So I would start up some wacky, crazy Kickstarter campaign, um, and I would use this as another excuse to solve another societal need that I've tried to take on. Uh, and I would invite a whole bunch of smart people around me to, to figure it out. So how's that for an answer? Wow, Joe, love your passion. And it's a perfect ending to this journey that you've shared with us thus far. But I do want you to just give Fire Nation a parting piece of guidance and then share the best way that we can connect with you. And then we'll say goodbye. Awesome. Well, I, I am really excited about, um, I know everybody pimps out their website, but entrequest.com, E N. T-R-E-Q-U-E-S-T dot com. We just launched a new website that has a gaming element when you go to the, to the home site. And we're really excited about, you know, thinking about this. Uh, our web partner calls it Linear Path to Outcome. Uh, go check it out. Uh, we've already been getting some leads from it. It's really, really exciting. And I think for all B2B small businesses, uh, it's something to consider. So go check it out, entrequest.com. And if you really want to go, we've got links to my our book site and how we're doing our trainings online. But 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 most importantly, go to entrequest.com. It's powerful. And Joe, Fire Nation is well aware that they can find the links to everything of value that we've mentioned in today's episode, your site, your book at eofire.com. Click on the podcast tab. Joe is hanging out in the archives. And let me tell you guys, that site is sharp. It's clean. It's crisp. Go check it out. Joe, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Awesome. Thanks, Fire Nation. Thanks, John. What if I told you that thousands of your customers are looking to shop on the go? Imagine how many celebrations you could help me complete if your e-commerce store was available on mobile devices. With Shopify, you'll get a mobile e-commerce version of your site for free. Are you ready for one of the world's leading e-commerce platforms? Shopify is offering a 14-day trial and 20% off for life at shopify.com slash fire. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite.